what has four wheels and flies? A garbage truck. <laughs> I read that joke straight off of Facebook and busted out laughing. I shared it with my husband, and he did not find it nearly as amusing as I did. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Starting Sustainability, Episode 53. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. Hey, did you know that November 15th is America Recycles Day? So what is America Recycles Day? Because I've never heard of it before, so I had to look it up. America Recycles Day is a Keep America Beautiful initiative. It is a nationally recognized day dedicated to promoting and celebrating recycling in the United States. Every year, on or around November 15th, America Recycles Day, event organizers educate neighbors, friends, and colleagues through thousands of events. You can go to America Recycles Day website, where you can pledge to recycle, view a list of events around the country, or organize your own event. I'm sure things are a little bit different this year because of corona, but we can still recycle. Every day, not just on America Recycles Day. What has Sustainer Nation been up to this past week? Here is a review of sustainers who have been taking action. Tori has been using handkerchiefs for her nose during allergy season instead of disposable tissues. That is great advice for pretty much everybody in this country. (laughs) I think allergies have hit everywhere. And Jessica has been looking into TerraCycle. For those of you who don't know... TerraCycle is a great company that will take just about anything that cannot regularly be recycled at your local facility. You can go to their website to find out what they take, which is just about everything, and you can get a zero-waste box. When you fill up the box, then you ship it to their facility for the items to be recycled. Jessica says that it's a great compromise for her and her partner, who is not quite ready to give up some of the single-use packages. She decided to start collecting those items to be recycled. Also, she ordered her first batch of 100% recycled toilet paper that comes in paper packaging. She said that she was getting the Who Gives a Crap brand, mostly because they have a funny name. But they do have beautiful paper that wraps each roll, so if you also get that brand, save the paper and reuse it for wrapping gifts. And Tori was looking for sustainable gym mats, and we found a website called ironcompany.com. All of their fitness equipment products are recycled and green. So if you're a personal trainer, fitness instructor, coach, PE teacher, or are also working on creating a home gym, you should check them out. Halloween just happened this past weekend. I hope everybody had a spooktacular Halloween. But now it's time for cleanup. Make sure you keep your costumes and let your kids play dress up, or you can swap with another family. Or even keep them and trade or resell them next year. Also, you can save some of the candy and use it in your Christmas stockings instead of having to go buy new additional wasteful candy. Remember, if your pumpkin isn't carved, you can still cut it up for cooking. It doesn't just go in pie. You can also eat it in many other items. Pumpkin is a type of squash, so you can have it as a nice savory vegetable side dish, or you could substitute it in anywhere else that any other squash would be, like butternut squash or sweet potato. Well, I know sweet potato is not squash, but you could still substitute it in. 
And if your pumpkin is carved, see if you can donate it to a local farmer for their pigs or chickens or other animals to eat. And if you don't have any local farmers nearby or you don't know any, then you can compost it. What have I been up to lately? That's right, it's time to catch up with Kaylin. I got my new plain product shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and lotion. This time I got the citrus lavender scent and I love it because I take nighttime showers and I could tell it really helped me calm down and wind down before going to bed. It could also have been the new work schedule requiring me to go in an hour earlier than I'm used to, and I'm sure daylight savings was probably a factor in that too. But either way, I love the fragrance and how soft my hair is. Promo code START for 20% off of plain products. Something else that happened this past week? My six-month-old Colt was sitting on my lap right after dinner, and he reached out and grabbed a glass of milk at the dinner table and knocked it over directly onto my phone. (laughs) You know... That nice, expensive $750 phone. I wiped it off as best I could. My phone continued to work without any issues until it was bedtime, and I went to plug it in to charge, and it wouldn't take. Oh no. Instant panic. (laughs) There was only 5% battery left. I was not going to make it through the night. My first thought was, how am I going to get up in the morning? How am I going to communicate with my boss and coworkers? Because we do most communication via texting. I scrounged around and found a digital Velcro wristwatch and set an alarm on that because we don't have alarm clocks anymore, so I had to use that. Tip of advice, always have your parents, spouse, and boss's phone numbers memorized because chances are when your phone dies, those are the top three people you're going to need to get a hold of. And I'm really glad that I actually do have all of those memorized. (laughs) So I borrowed my husband's phone and let my boss and family know that I didn't have a phone and that we'd have to communicate via Facebook or email because that way I could still check it through my laptop at work and at home that way. I really did not want to buy a brand new. Apparently phones are now $950, so I did not want to buy a brand new phone. I searched and found three repair shops in my town. I went to one and they said it would be $40 for a diagnosis. Okay, $40 for the charge port. Not too bad. And when they replace the charge port, they must replace the battery, and that'd be $70. Okay, we're still coming out ahead. And last, they'd have to replace the screen, because in order to get to the battery and charge port, they have to remove the screen. And because I have a very special finicky phone, plus my screen was already cracked, the screen was going to be an additional $219. So now we're up to $369 flipping dollars to fix my phone. This is where sustainability gets hard. Do I drop that kind of money to fix my two-and-a-half-year-old phone that may only last another six months? Or do I drop additional money for a new phone? I did learn from my coworker that you can buy a phone on Amazon, Facebook Marketplace, or box stores like Best Buy and take them to the wireless company store to activate them, and you will get a heck of a deal that way. Wireless stores will carry the newest release and maybe the previous model until they run out. But if you don't mind the previous one or two models, you can get quite a deal on a new phone. I spent an entire day crash coursing and researching new phones and how to do this the sustainable way. I even found phones on Amazon marked with the climate pledge friendly icon. So that was kind of cool. I was getting ready to go meet somebody to buy one of their old phones and had one last idea. I got an alcohol wipe from our first aid kit and a pair of tweezers and I wiped the whole charge port to get rid of any film that the dried milk might have left. I let it dry, and it freaking worked. woo I didn't have to go buy a new phone yet, but I am prepared for when the day comes. 
on how I can do it sustainably and at a heck of a discount. So I wanted you to know that information well, because at some point you're probably going to need a new phone too. You know what else has been going on? I started listening to a book called French Kids Eat Everything because I'm trying to get Corbin to eat more. He used to be a really good eater and has slowly become a picky eater. And it turns out it's because I've been doing everything wrong. <laughs> Yay, parenthood. Therefore, I started listening to this audiobook because I can be more efficient that way with my time. It's pretty eye-opening. It has been quite helpful and I highly recommend it. No, I'm not getting paid to promote it. I just really like it and hopefully it will help you with your children. Yes, it counts as sustainable because if they eat the food, it doesn't go to waste, making this sustainably relevant. Also, if you can get your kids to eat three solid meals and maybe one snack a day, that is saving so much wasteful wrapping trash because now they're not eating 25 snacks a day. The last update for me, I made homemade stock this past weekend. My husband decided he was going to make beer can chicken on the smoker and he worked hard all day. And it was really, really good. I saved the bones and skin and filled a giant pot of water, put in the bones and skin along with all my veggie scraps. I save all the parts we don't eat, like the peels of carrots, stem and inside seed clumps of bell peppers, cucumber peels, onion and garlic skins, the white tip section of celery and celery leaves, all that stuff I save. It's the stuff that my dog won't eat because now he's starting to become a picky eater. Maybe I should find a book on French dogs eat everything. Anyways, so every time I cook, I save all that and I put it in a storage bag in my freezer. And every time I cook, I add more and more vegetables to it. Then when I make stock, I dump in all the contents of the veggie scrap bag. And now I have really yummy stock for soups, rice, casseroles, etc. Okay, let's talk about merchandise because it's getting really close. Just to clarify, all merchandise items are repurposed fabrics and cloths. I did not want to do hats and t-shirts because that goes against my messaging. I don't want you to buy brand new items just because they have my logo on them. I want you to get repurposed, good quality, handmade items. You're supporting a small business, getting sustainable items, and hopefully getting ideas on items to gift others since the holidays are coming quickly. We have picked to do a live sale of the fantastic creations Amanda has made on November 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. November 20th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So go ahead and hit pause now so you can put that in your calendar. It's the Friday before Thanksgiving. I wanted to help you kick off your holiday shopping right from the comfort of your couch or bed, dress up in your warm fuzzies, and relax. These items are made from leftover fabrics that would have normally gone to the landfill. Even if you have all your Christmas shopping done, which, hey, good for you, <laughs> join in on the fun. You may find stuff that you want to add to your own Christmas wish list. Wow, that was a tongue twister. Christmas wish list. <laughs> now you're trying it. For that reason, I strongly encourage you to invite others to join too. Some items include reusable gift bags, headbands, dog toys, cloth makeup remover wipes, baby bibs, and more. It is not too late. If you have leftover scrap cloth fabrics or even a tablecloth with stains or jeans that you ripped a hole in or a t-shirt that's stretched out and it doesn't fit right, these items that you really can't donate because they're not in good condition, but you also don't want to trash them, of course you can keep them and make your own little items if you're crafty that way. But if you're not crafty and you don't know how to sew, send them to Amanda. And her address is... 719 Chase Lake Road, Howell, 
H-O-W-E-L-L, Howell, Michigan, 48855. When it came to the merchandise, I wanted to order tags for the items. Therefore, I went to Etsy and found another small shop to support. And when I went to check out, I saw at the bottom of the screen that Etsy will do carbon offsetting for all shipping acquired through their site. That's awesome. Etsy is the first major online shopping destination to offset 100% of carbon emissions from shipping. Now, every time you purchase an item on Etsy, they balance out the carbon emissions by creating a positive environmental impact. What does it mean to offset emissions? It means that for any carbon emissions released into our atmosphere as a result of shipping items on Etsy, they invest in projects that reduce carbon emissions by the same amount. So how does that work? They fund verified emission reduction projects that support environmental projects, such as protecting forests that improve air quality and absorb carbon, sponsoring wind and solar farms that generate clean energy and replace fossil fuels, and developing greener methods for producing auto parts. Don't worry, there's no extra cost for buyers or sellers. <laughs> Last week, we talked about problems with plastic in episode 52. My challenge was for everyone to find two plastic items they currently use in their house they can either switch out for a non-plastic version or just give up entirely. So what are your two items? Share your plans, goals on items to switch, things you have already switched or eliminated, or products you tried and loved or didn't like. We are all on this journey together. Let's help each other out by sharing our stories, successes, and failures. This will make the journey easier for all the sustainers out there. Do so by going to the Facebook group, Starting Sustainability, or even on Instagram, Starting underscore Sustainability. I would like to share that I have eliminated store-bought prepackaged granola bars by making my own trail mix, although the nuts and dried fruits still come in plastic bags because the bulk section in my grocery store is still closed. I have eliminated plug-in air fresheners. I enjoy a soy wax melt and my wax warming pot in the kitchen now instead. I attempted switching to bamboo toothbrushes, and then the dentist told me I had receding gum lines and needed an electric toothbrush, so I had to revert back to the plastic version. These are examples of what I am looking for. Share your stories of your successes and failures. Now, for the main course. When I listen back at my first handful of episodes, the information I told is accurate and it is what I knew at the time. I now know more and want to share that with you, but I don't want to redo the episodes. Rather, I'd like to do a part two of some of these episodes. So this particular episode, episode 53, Consider it part two, or the second edition of episode two, How to Recycle. We're going to discuss typical recycling problems. Recycling is thought of as a closed-loop system. I buy something, use it, put the container in the recycling bin, and all is good. Not actually. Every recycling facility is different, city to city, state to state, and across all countries of the globe. Some facilities are operated by the government and tend to be slow and outdated. The private recycling companies have better rates of recycling products. In the U.S., only 9.5% of recyclable plastic is recycled. Turns out we send more than that to the recycling facilities. According to a report from Greenpeace, facilities recycle plastic number one, PET, and number two, HDPE, regularly. However, all other plastics, numbers three through seven, are collected by municipal recycling programs, and are most often sent to landfills or incinerators. That same report found 
of the 367 facilities in the U.S., none, zero, not one of them, can recycle a coffee pod. My stomach is filled with disgust every time I see coffee pods at the store, at the office, and people's homes. I do mention that there are reusable pods available and how they save you money and how easy they are to use, hoping others will listen and change their actions. Anyways, of the U.S. facilities, only 14% can process plastic takeout food containers, known as clamshells. Only 11% can recycle plastic cups. Oh my gosh. Think of all the red solo cups at parties, football tailgates, and other celebrations. Only 11% of the facilities can even recycle those. 4% of the facilities can take care of plastic bags. Which, by the way, I was in Cole's department store the other day because I was gifted fast fashion and I didn't want it, so I returned it and got store credit. Anyway, after I returned my item, the lady behind the desk pointed to a big green cardboard box and directed me to recycle my bag there. That is genius. Everyone brings returns in a plastic bag, and Kohl's was smart enough to take that opportunity to catch all the plastic bags and recycle them. Back to the report. 1% of facilities could process plastic plates, cutlery, straws, and stirs. 1%. Think of how many of those items are used daily. Restaurants, food trucks, cafeterias, Starbucks, all coffee shops really, And families that don't want to do the dishes, they just buy these items each week as part of their grocery shopping. Anyone want to cry yet? Because I do. This is where reusable cutlery kits are so important. You can make your own, or if you don't know how or don't have time, we will be selling them as part of the merchandise on Friday, November 20th. Are you familiar with the term upcycling? Upcycling is turning junk into something wonderful, like a broken bookshelf into a beautiful bench. Regular recycling is making like for like, taking plastic bottles and recycling them into plastic bottles. Only problem is, downcycling is the reality. That is when recycled plastic is used to recreate something, but it's of lesser quality. It now gets turned into a fabric or material for a park bench. This is because plastic can only be recycled four to six times. That's it. It's not indefinite. I always thought it was indefinite. I didn't understand that there was a limit on it. And the limit is only four to six times. Each time plastic is recycled, it loses its flexibility and durability. In order to actually recycle, making like for like, and not downcycling, new plastic must be added into the recycled plastic. That's why plastic items, when you go to buy them, they say they are made 50% of recycled material. That makes sense now. All the good you think you're doing by recycling isn't really all that great. It's still helpful. It's better than throwing items straight into the landfill. But I want to reiterate why it is so important to reduce what you buy, reuse what you have, and as a last resort, recycle. What happens after the sixth recycling? The recycled plastic becomes too weak and brittle and is eventually wasted. You can recycle glass. Most places do offer glass recycling. It is best to reuse glass on its own, like jars, without the recycling process because recycling does require a lot of energy to melt the glass down, reshape it, and make new products. You will definitely need to check with your local recycler which types of glass are accepted because different types of glass have different melting points. Clear glass, blue glass, green or brown glass. According to Earth 911, Glass can be recycled infinitely. Yay! (laughs) 
with the exception, because there's always an exception, of Pyrex. Pyrex is a baking glassware that is specially heat-treated and will not melt with other glass. Therefore, it is unrecyclable. If your Pyrex dish breaks, the only place it can go is the trash bin, unfortunately. The second most abundant metal on Earth is aluminum. Aluminium, if you're from anywhere but the U.S. Iron is number one. Aluminum has no limit on how many times it can be recycled. Again, infinite. Woohoo! <laughs> the quality stays the same through multiple recycling cycles. Remember, the act of melting and recycling still requires a lot of energy. 50% of melters in U.S. recycling facilities run on fossil fuel, and in Europe, it's 35%. When it comes to paper, most places will recycle this. Unfortunately, paper does have a limit of about 12 to 15 times on the high end. It can be recycled into pretty white paper twice, and then it will slowly become tainted and turn a grayish color. At this stage, it becomes newspaper and eventually cardboard with continued recycling. After a while, it is basically a blob of gray mush that is then used for insulation or filling. After that, it can no longer be recycled and it is trashed. Recycling is difficult to figure out because it varies city to city and definitely country to country. You will have to do some investigating in your local area to see what can be recycled. The tips I shared are helpful for most places, but again, please double check your local area. There are many items that cannot be recycled. Let's discuss some common items that people think can be recycled, but in fact, they cannot. Of course, I say that with the exception of special recycling programs like TerraCycle, Colgate Oral Care Program, Crayola Marker Recycling Program. I'm talking about the average local recycling center. First up is Tetra Packs. They cannot be recycled. What is a Tetra Pack? Because I didn't know what that was. <laughs> it is basically cardboard with plastic and foil added to it. You're going to see this a lot with juice cartons and plant-based milk cartons like soy milk, almond milk. Those are Tetra Packs. Pizza boxes. Yes, they are cardboard, but the greasy part with food debris cannot be recycled. Here's your solution. Cut off the clean top and recycle that part. You will have to throw away the greasy bottom half. Or you can save it for a burn bin. Paper coffee cups have a plastic liner and therefore are a mixed material item and cannot be recycled. Please use a reusable coffee cup. Pretty, pretty please. With sprinkles on top. I guess if it's coffee, you're going to want whipped cream on top. <laughs> pretty, pretty please with whipped cream on top and some sprinkles too. Most plastic bags cannot be recycled. You have to find a store drop-off location for plastic bags. Use reusable bags as much as possible. But sometimes you still get those stupid thin plastic bags. It's out of your control. I bought some fair trade paper-wrapped chocolates yesterday. I checked out and gave them my reusable bags. And when I got home, well, I bought them with a whole bunch of other food items. So when I got home and started unloading the groceries, I noticed that the bag person put my chocolate bars in a plastic sack and tied it tight to form an air pocket to protect the chocolates. I understand the intent on preserving the chocolates so they didn't break. But putting them in a plastic bag and then into a reusable bag kind of made me laugh a little. I'm not mad at the bag person. They're probably trained to do it that way. But my point is, sometimes you get these stupid little thin plastic bags, even when you try your hardest not to get them. <laughs> Other items that you cannot recycle include, but are not limited to, and I'm sorry I even have to mention these, 
I would hope there would be more common sense in this. You cannot recycle diapers because they are filled with pee and poo. You cannot recycle dead animals. Fish, mice, cockroaches. No. (laughs) Syringes or used medical equipment can also not be recycled. Styrofoam. That is puffed up plastic. It cannot be recycled because of all the chemicals that get added to it. Which, by the way, just a health and safety note, please never, ever, ever microwave your leftovers in the styrofoam container. Those chemicals are awful and they get transferred right into that food and then you eat it. So if you do have leftovers in a styrofoam container, transfer them to a real dish. (laughs) Please do your best to avoid unrecyclable items. Attempt switching disposable items for sustainable ones, like switch out paper napkins for cloth napkins. Bring your own container for takeout to avoid the styrofoam. If you can't do that because of coronavirus, then support a restaurant that offers non-styrofoam recycling containers. Switch from disposable diapers to cloth or biodegradable or non-plastic type made from bamboo. And for the items you cannot avoid, consume them less. Okay, sustainers, here is your challenge for the next week. Please take the time to look into your local recycling program, figure out what can and cannot be recycled. And then let us know what your findings are on the Facebook group or on Instagram. Okay, Sustainer Nation, if you haven't done so already, it's not too late. Come up with two plastic items to get rid of or switch out. And now look into your local recycling programs and tell us all about it. Please tune in again next week because we did touch a little bit on carbon emissions at the beginning of this episode. And next week, we're going to really take a closer look at carbon emissions and learn what the heck they are why they are so bad, and what we can do to reduce them. Have a great rest of your week and continue to stay sustainable. Bye!